So the first thing is, if you're in a reading rut or if you find yourself in a reading rut, just acknowledge that it's okay. Everything is okay. Go easy on yourself, and I'm going to give you some advice that hopefully will help you in one direction or another. Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. Hello, hi, and welcome to Medium Lady Talks. My name is Erin, I'm your host, and this is episode 59. We're going to talk about navigating a reading rut and how to pick your next book from your TBR when perhaps you're finding yourself in a bit of a reading rut. Uh, Reading is something that I absolutely love to do, and here on Medium Lady Talks, you'll find that we tend to pivot into Medium Lady Reads every now and then. Uh, Every couple of episodes, there is a huge a huge archive of book-related episodes on Medium Lady Talks. If you're following the podcast and you have a Spotify account, you can go ahead and connect with me, I'm Medium Lady on Spotify. And I have a playlist called Medium Lady Reads, which has all of the book-related episodes contained within it. So if you want to go ahead and binge right through all of those book-related episodes, book reviews, book chat, uh, book recommendations, you can go ahead and grab that playlist. And there's a ton, ton of fun book content in that playlist and and, and in throughout your uh, Medium Lady podcast feed. Today we're going to talk about a reading rut, and the reason I'm going to do that is because I myself am personally experiencing a reading rut right now, but um, it's kind of a different kind of reading rut. It sort of surprised me. It kind of snuck up on me, and I'm thinking that perhaps some of you out there may also experience a reading rut um, in ways that are kind of uh, new and different and unusual. I have to say this is the first time I've ever experienced this kind of specific rut, and I'm going to go into my own personal experience, but I'm going to talk about four different kinds of reading ruts, and we're going to maybe unpack a little bit of advice to help you make the next best step for you if you find yourself in one of these four reading ruts. Before I dive into that, I would love to ask you if you could just take a quick moment to provide the podcast with a rating and review. It really, really helps us find like-minded listeners. It really helps to link the podcast to the other podcasts and the other content that's out there in your feed. When you like this podcast, it gets linked to other things that you like, and that helps me find other like-minded listeners, other people like you. And the beauty of that is if you're following me over on Instagram, we're building a really wonderful community over there. And that community is in very many ways fostered by things like positive input into the algorithm. So if you want to take a minute or if you want to, after this podcast episode, please go ahead and provide a rating and review. And that will really, really help us to continue to find listeners who are wanting to build a life that is uniquely theirs and feeling really supported by my personal philosophies of medium effort and mindful fun. One more final announcement, and then we'll dive into the reading rut recommendations. I am hosting an online workshop on Monday, February 20th at 12.30 p.m. my time, which is Eastern time. It is going to be hosted on Zoom. 
there is currently on my Instagram a link to, and I'll put up the, the same link in the show notes, a link to your invite. If you want to join us, I'm going to be talking about all of the ways that we can access whimsy and joy in our lives during the winter months. And I'm going to be talking about how I've done that in my own life. And you're going to come away with a couple of affirmations, a few journal prompts, and a plan to build winter whimsy into your own life through the back half of winter 2023. Where I am right now, we're mid-February. Our winter months will very likely extend through the next six to eight weeks. And I'm hoping that this will give you a really short-term plan to infuse your life with whimsy and joy uh, before the delightful, you know, scents and smells and sounds of the spring start to lighten our hearts, lighten our external signs that there is uh, light and fun and warmth on the way. So that webinar will be again Monday, February 20th at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It will be hosted on Zoom. If you want an invitation to that event, you can connect with me synchronous, live and in person. You can go ahead and click the link in the show notes and go ahead and sign up through that Google form for your invite. Okay, I think we've got all of those uh, really great announcements out of the way. Let's talk about navigating a reading rut. So I've kind of brainstormed four different kinds of reading ruts. The first one is related to time. The second one is related to source. The third one is related to types of books. And the last one is related to format. Um, I have a really great group of friends on a bookish chat uh, we call ourselves the Bossy Big Sisters. And what we do there, it's myself and three friends, um, three actually medium lady contributors, uh, Jillian O'Keefe, Stephanie Cunningham, and Ali Openlander, all of whom are on the Medium Lady Reads playlist. And on that book chat, I had asked my lady friends, my medium lady friends, what they do when they're in a book rut. And the number one piece of advice, and this will cross over all four types of reading ruts, is to go easy on yourself. To go easy on yourself, reading ruts happen to everyone. If you're a big fan of Bookstagram or Book TikTok, if you follow a lot of people who are talking about reading in their lives the way I am, you have to know that every one of those people finds themselves in a reading rut every now and again. It's just the nature of our lives. It's the nature of ebb and flow. It's the exact thing that I'm talking about when I say medium effort. No one is reading at 100%. No one is consuming at full-time capacity. And the people who seem like they are, it's probably because their creative entrepreneurship is driving them to read books for a living. And if you're not reading books for a living, if you're not getting paid to read books, which uh, if you are, please connect with me and I want to find out how you're living the dream. However, if you're not getting paid to read books like many of us aren't, then I would just say that you have to also match your expectations to the reading cadence of bringing reading into your life as something that brings you joy and provides you with self-care, not something that is another meter stick for whether you're measuring up or not. I said meter stick. I think if you're American, you would use the word yardstick. Uh, Either way, I hope the metaphor will suffice. So the first thing is, if you're in a reading rut, or if you find yourself in a reading rut, just acknowledge that it's okay. Everything is okay. Go easy on yourself, and I'm going to give you some advice that hopefully will help you in one direction or another. 
So the first kind of reading rut, I think, is related to time. And this is usually folks who either are in a reading dry spell, so the rut is that they can't seem to find the right kind of book to pick up, or their season of life makes it hard to find momentum in their reading lives. So if you have a reading rut related to time, you might be feeling like this. There's so many books you want to read and no time to actually make your way through them. You may be feeling like everybody's reading except you. You may be feeling a sense of FOMO, which is fear of missing out, that everybody's having an enriching reading life except for you. You may be feeling like the types of books that everyone's reading are hard for you to find, or you would have to spend a lot of money or a lot of time at the library in order to have, you know, the rich reading life that it seems like everybody has except for you. You maybe are the kind of person who tries to read at the end of a long day and finds themselves nodding off and therefore you're frustrated because you're in a rut, you've just been reading the same page over and over again. You may be finding that the times when you're able to read are prone to interruptions or you're having a hard time separating yourself from the shoulds in your life or domestic or parenting or work-related priorities that are pulling you away from reading because reading, perhaps you're feeling like to spend your time on reading would be an inefficient or a non-productive way to, to spend that time. So if you feel like you're in a time rut, I'm going to call that a time, a reading rut related to time, not having enough time, not having the right time, um, not being able to protect the time, or not having the same time as other people, or not being in the right place in the right time as other people, then my advice to you is to take a step back, acknowledge if reading is the thing for you right now, be honest about where your season of life is enabling you to lean into some hobbies over others, and do that with self-compassion and love. Say, my season of life right now means that my free time is in the evenings, and when that free time happens, my attention span isn't primed to read books. So I'm going to spend my free time in a different way other than reading because my attention span in this season doesn't line up when my time is open and available to me to spend on myself. And that's okay. That was one of the things that all three of my bookish big sisters said to me was encourage people to know that there's lots of really great ways to spend your free time. It doesn't have to be spent on reading. And I'm happy to push that forward too. You hear me talking about my plan for the month. The last two episodes have all been about planning with the free printable. And planning your free time is not always about reading, although it's something that I talk about all the time, but reading may not matter to you. And your time that's available for reading, you may be in a rut because actually you're matching your need to read with an external expectation about you needing to want to read. I hope that's making sense. So really, the advice is if you find yourself in a reading rut related to time, that you embrace the season of life that you're in. And if you find that, yes, I really do want to be spending my free time reading, but the time that I do have is brief or interrupted or it's at, in the evening, then what I want you to do is to choose the books that match your season. I'm going to say it one more time. 
choose the books that match your season. If you're in a time-related rut, I want you to choose the books that match your season. And that might mean reading a different kind of fiction or a different kind of nonfiction. It might mean eliminating nonfiction. It might mean trying another format of book, like audiobooks. It might mean that you return to some books that you've already read, which is totally a great thing to do when the season of life that you're in is requiring you to focus a different kind of attention on your reading life. I find that for the most part, if I really want to maintain momentum in my reading life, but I'm finding myself very tired or I'm finding that the free time that I have is sort of still like interrupted by small kids, the book genre that I really like to reach for is um, young adult fiction or new adult fiction. These are going to be books like your Casey McQuiston, your books like Bola Babalolu, um, really great authors that have really keyed into young adult or new adult storytelling, where there's a lot of fantastic dialogue. Even an Emily Henry book can be a really great book to reach for, because you're going to make your way through the book, and you're going to put it down and move on, and you're not going to be, you know, battered around by uh, tremendously complex plot lines. You're going to get to know characters and stories. You're going to be invested in what's happening to them. A character-driven young adult or new adult fiction book can often be a really great match when your season of reading requires you to have to be reading when you're a little more tired or to be reading when you're going to have to pick up and put down a book again and again. So those are a couple of book recommendations if you find yourself in a time reading rut, and I will link the books and authors that I'm going to briefly chat upon in the show notes. The next kind of reading rut is related to source. This is your recommendation source. So sometimes we find ourselves in a rut because we're consuming recommendations from the same source. And I pride myself on being a source of recommendations to you, but if I'm your only source of recommendations, then you might find yourself in a rut pretty quickly. Now, I'm hoping that that's not the case because I really try to read a variety of books from a variety of genres. That's what makes me feel alive in my own reading life. And I like to pass on those recommendations to you. I try to stay away too much from the new release category of books. Um, but <laughs> this isn't about me defending whether I'm a good book, book recommendation source or not. I am a great book recommendation source. But if I am your only book recommendation source, then you are going to only be consuming the books that I've uniquely curated for my own reading life. And my reading life is not your reading life. So if you find yourself either getting a little bit in a burnout or a rut, you're having a hard time figuring out what book to read next, I would recommend you take a look at the source material for your recommendations. Where did your last three books come from? How did you find them? Were they all from the same place? Were they all from the same podcast? Were they all from the same bookstagrammer? Do you find that every time you want to find a new book to read, you're opening up Instagram or TikTok to scroll through and see what everybody's reading and what has the latest buzz? Some readers are not aligned with the buzzworthy books of our time. And there's a lot of books out there that get a lot of buzz. And sometimes those books are wonderful. And sometimes those books are just okay. And it's actually up to you to stare deep within yourself and say, you know, the last three books that I've read, they didn't quite scratch the itch for me. Or, and actually, this is a conversation I had with a couple of reading friends last year. I said, what was your favorite book of 2022? 
And I had a couple of friends say to me, actually, I didn't have a favorite book of 2022. All of my books were like three star, four star reads. And I think that's interesting. I said, why do you think that is? And most people said it's because I've been really influenced by Bookstagram, Book TikTok. I've been influenced by the book jackets that are everywhere. I've been influenced by everybody talking about the latest and greatest thing that my library holds have been full of 2022 releases, but I was just reading what seemed popular. So if you have a source issue, if you if you feel like the last three books you've read weren't really for you and that's kind of making you pick another activity over reading, then what I would recommend is that you actually stop going to Bookstagram altogether. I would recommend that what you do is you go and subscribe to your local public library newsletter. Your local public library newsletter is going to be a motivated source for librarians who are the original bookstagrammers, the original book content creators. Librarians are well-read across genre. They are well-read across the backlist. And they are not going to be motivated by financial gain to promote the latest and greatest book. They are motivated to keep people coming to the library. And so there's a lot of introduction of titles that are backlisted and available or introduction of titles that maybe you missed or introduction of titles that aren't getting buzz on Instagram, but are wonderful, great books. So if you have a source issue, if you find that you're always getting your recommendations from one specific podcast or from one specific voice, I'll say, maybe it's the collective voice of Instagram, then I'm going to recommend that you pivot to your local library. Go ahead. They'll have an email list. Sign up for the library email list and see what comes through your inbox and pay attention to that. If you're not sure how to get onto your library inbox, I'm going to put a link to the Milwaukee Public Library, which I have found to be I don't live in Milwaukee, but I have found to be a really lovely email list with really great recommendations, things that were well off of my radar that have been great books. And um, you can go ahead and sign up for that email list there. And we'll all kind of be enjoying a diversity of book recommendation sources together. Uh, Book sources is something that I pride myself on having a really diverse opportunity of influence. So my sphere of book recommendation influence comes all the way from Bookstagram to my actual friends, reader friends. I love uh, the free little libraries will influence what I read next. My library e-newsletters, podcasts. I love the newspaper. I've talked many times about the Globe and Mail, which is a national Canadian newspaper that will do book reviews and will often kind of point me in the direction of trying something outside of my comfort zone and even magazines. I have found a couple of really wonderful books through magazine articles about about reading and about books. I know that I'm bringing a variety of sources to my own reading life and that influences how my recommendations fall out of this podcast. Nevertheless, I hope you're getting good book recommendations from me, but I don't want to be the only source uh, of where you're finding that. And, And you need to kind of be dabbling around to see how you can find a really good book source match for you. Uh, out there in in the world. So that <laughs> that was a book rut related to source, related to where you're sourcing your recommendations. All right. The third type of book rut is related to type. So you may have found that your last three or four or five books were all a specific type of book. 
And I'm speaking to you Hooverites out there, the, the, the cohort readers. If you found that you've been reaching for Colleen Hoover or Colleen Hoover adjacent books for your last three or four books, and you're about to reach for your next book, but you're sort of like, ah, you know, maybe I'll uh, actually scroll Instagram instead, or maybe I'll actually binge Netflix instead, or maybe I'll actually not read at all and do something other than reading. That may be because you have been reaching for the same type of book over and over and over again, and perhaps you are not really finding the same novelty and excitement from the storytelling that you once did. You may actually not even be finding the same comfort from the books that the way that you once did. If you're a rereader, this can also be an issue for you, is that you love to reread the books that are close to your heart for comfort. But perhaps that that actually, when the books become so well known, that the comfort piece is less and less tangible. The books give you less and less of a cozy comforter type of feeling. Then what you can find is actually a gap between what you're ready to read next and your, your tried and true books that you love to reread. Whenever that happens, my recommendation to you, my piece of advice, if you're in a reading rut based on type of book is to read the same type of book, but find someone who is writing from another perspective within the genre. So if you love Colleen Hoover, I would recommend that you read someone who's writing in the same style and genre of Colleen Hoover, but a person who is a Black female author, or a person who is writing a queer-centered story, or a person who is writing from an Indigenous voice. These authors are out there, you can find them with a quick Google and you absolutely will find it enriching because it will bring the known quantity of book type to you. If you say, listen, like that's just my sweet spot. That's my sweet spot reading quadrant. I love to read books that are fast paced, romantic, sort of really chemistry laden storytelling. Keep reading those kinds of books, but diversify your writers, diversify your voices and you'll continue to feel that pull and magnetism from reading in your sweet spot, but you'll get something a little bit different because you'll be reading from a new point of view. You'll be getting the advantage of new, more nuanced storytelling from, from an own voices author. So, you know, for example, I referenced Colleen Hoover because she's just so of the moment. <laughs> and um, I recently read Verity by Colleen Hoover. It was my very first Colleen Hoover book. And I enjoyed it, um, and I can see why people would reach for another Colleen Hoover, because there's there's that backlist, right? And if you liked it, why not reach for more of what you like? And with when it comes to reading, absolutely, you should always be reaching for more of what you like. But pay attention to your authors. Pay attention to reading from diverse voices, reading from people of color, reading from people of racialized backgrounds, because it will continue to enrich your reading life, and it will get you in the zone of reaching for more, reaching for more of what you love while not finding yourself in a rut. You will reach your way right out of that rut. So if you love Colleen Hoover, I'm going to recommend that you read Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. This is an absolute fantastic book, really fast-paced, really charismatic love story, very steamy and propulsive plot line, and I think you, you're going to love it. So we've talked about reading ruts related to time, reading ruts related to source recommendations, reading ruts related to 
the same type of book over and over again. And the last rut is about format. Format is my encouragement to you, my permission slip to you to dive into audio or to dive out of audio, actually. I know that many folks have found audiobooks to unlock their reading life in a new way. However, you can find yourself in a reading rut with audio in the same way that you can find yourself in a reading rut with a paper book. And I would just recommend that you think about whether or not it's because you're in a reading rut because you just can't imagine sitting down and holding a book in your hands. You want to go, go, go. You want to be on the move. You've got too much on the, you've got too much going on to sit down. That partly goes back to the being in a time rut. And so I'm going to encourage you to just grab an audiobook. Grab an audiobook and enjoy that audiobook while you clean your house, drive your kids to basketball practice, do groceries. Even while you sit on your couch and stare out the window, listening to an audiobook can be absolutely delightful sipping your tea, a hands-free reading experience. If, however, you really love your audiobooks, but you find that you're always kind of grabbing your phone, and then when you're reading an audiobook on your phone, your phone pings and you turn off the audiobook to check the notification, and then you've got an email, and then you're knee-deep into an email while you've been listening to 40, 40 minutes of your audiobook, I would, <laughs> I would recommend that you back away from the audiobook so that you can experience a different format for reading because you're potentially having an issue with making your momentum, with keeping your reading momentum, because many of us read off of our phones and our phones are just constant sources of notification and interruption. Um, I would say the same thing if you're used to reading a paper book, but you have never read on your phone. I love reading on my phone when I'm in a rut because it means that I can steal quick slivers of time for reading, like the grocery store lineup, like waiting for pickup, like a quick commute on the subway. When I have a book on my phone, even a couple 10 minutes before my next meeting, when I have a book on my phone, it's somehow a more accessible format than a paper book, schlepping a paper book around. Although I, I do that too. Very Rory Gilmore of me. I always have a book in my purse. But when I have a book in my purse and a book on my phone, that means I get to run around with two books. Um... <laughs> And so I'm going to recommend you think about the format of the books that you've last consumed and think about whether you need to kind of uh, dabble around with audiobooks or think about perhaps switching it out for a paper book or deciding to maybe instead of reading on your Kindle to start reading on your phone. All of that to say is that sometimes the novelty of reaching for something new, the novelty of reaching for your phone to read instead of reaching for your earbuds, the novelty of reaching for your earbuds instead of reaching for your paper book, sometimes that novelty is enough to kind of kickstart more momentum in your reading life. The last reading rut, I said there were four types, and, and the one other type I'm going to talk about is my own type that I'm experiencing right now. So I have been on Instagram doing what I call late finds, which is a fun series, a video series that goes live, and I talk about the books that I've pulled from the library. I run through my library stack. I talk about why I want to read this book and what the recommendation was and why I'm excited to read it. And I like to do that with, you know, five or six or seven books every month or so. Except what I've been finding is that I'm able to pull books from the library faster than I'm able to read them. And right now, my TBR pile is not manageable. And that has caused me to be reading four books simultaneously. 
So right now I am currently reading a book called Always in December, which was recommended in Cozy Christmas Reads 2022 episode from Jillian. I am reading a book that I own called The Red Sister by Mark Lawrence, which is a book that I've had on my own bookshelves for years and I've been meaning to read and really wanting to read. That's a fantasy fiction book. I am also about to start The Family Upstairs by Lisa Jewell. I am reading The Artist's Way, which is another book that I own um, that is by Julia Cameron. I expect that I'll probably read The Artist's Way off and on through the whole year of 2023. And I'm reading on my phone, In Every Mirror, She's Black by Lola Akinmade um, Ackerstrom. And those, oh, is that five books? Golly. So listen, those books are all great books and I want to read them all, but I'm not able to make progress through anything because I'm always making small gains through one of five books. And so I actually just have too many books on the go. So my problem is I'm in a reading rut based on abundance, which doesn't really seem like a rut. Except I'm feeling dissatisfied by my reading life because I'm not making progress. I'm not able to go to my book journal and read a book and feel like I've added something to the list, that my my list of books read is growing and growing because I'm basically in this like book purgatory with these five books, making my way through them all five simultaneously, but never really finishing anything. And it's making me sort of feel like a jack of all books, but a master of <laughs> master of none. And, you know, I'm not taking that too seriously. But what I've noticed is it's making me want to read less. So the irony is I'm trying to make my way through five books, but I'm carving out less and less time for actual reading, which means the mountainous task of tackling these five books is actually going to take longer and longer because I'm reaching for books less and less. And I find what I'm doing is reaching for my phone, reaching for YouTube, reaching even for video games, which is a whole other subject I could talk about for some reason. I've really gotten back into video games in 2023, but I'm reading less. And that's, you know, um, something that I've noticed and something that I kind of want to fix. If I go back to the advice from my three bookish friends, saying, listen, reading ruts happen to everyone. There is nothing wrong with you. It's totally okay. Stephanie, my one friend, made the advice to just wipe the slate clean. When you're in a reading rut, just wipe your slate clean. Get rid of all your TBR. Get rid of everything that's on your library holds and just start fresh. And I am dabbling with that advice because right now I have a pretty significant holds on my library card. And I have a pretty significant stack already out from my library. And I'm wondering if I should just return everything, cancel my holds, and start again. It does give me a little bit of like twitchy book FOMO. But if I go back to time, I could just find myself in another rut related to time. Because while I read a lot, and while I do typically make a lot of time for reading in my life, that time is not endless. That time is finite and I want to be spending that time well. So, you know, I think that I could easily find myself cycling between a couple of these book ruts, um, but never actually resolving the issue. So if you want to stay tuned, I haven't quite decided what I'm going to do, but I would love any advice that you might have for me. And if you want to connect on Instagram, you can find me at medium.lady over there. I will be hopefully figuring out a solution and sharing it on my stories I am still always so grateful for books and so grateful for reading. 
And I have to kind of maybe remain grounded in that instead of feeling bogged down and like overburdened by all these books. Oh, oh, poor me. I have to read so much. (laughs) And just choose another thought. My friend Siobhan France always loves to say, just choose another thought. And I love my reading life. That's the, that's the thought that I choose. I love my reading life and I look forward to the next opportunity to pick up a book and read. So with that being said, it's probably time for me to wrap up this episode. I want to thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful for you. If you want to connect after the episode, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at medium.lady over there. I hope you will consider joining me for my free webinar on Monday, February 20th at 1230 p.m. Eastern Time. If you want to sign up, the link to the Google form is going to be in the show notes of today's episode. And in the meantime, I think I'm going to wrap this episode and go ahead and grab a book. That is all for today. My name is Erin. This has been Medium Lady Talks, episode 59, and I will see you again soon. Bye. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Please make sure to reach out and connect on Instagram with me. I can be found at medium.lady over there. If you have any feedback about today's conversation, you can head to the pink tile in my feed for the latest episode and we can always continue the conversation over there. If you like this podcast, please make sure to share a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you love this podcast, please share it on social media. Be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you for growing our community. Finally, be sure to follow this podcast wherever you're listening and make sure your notifications are on. Don't forget, you're doing such a good job. Bye!